0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Spectre Radio, a paranormal podcast where we talk all things paranormal, such as ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and just for shits and giggles, we can throw in a couple of conspiracy theories. Uh, Before I bring in on a guest, I do want to make a couple of quick announcements. And you know that I always like to do this, just to get this out of the way. If you're looking for any kind of graphic design work, if you need help with uh, video content creation, things like that, uh, look for me on Facebook at Breakaway Media. Uh, This is where I do everything from logo designs, merch designs, and so on. So check me out there. If you want to support Spectre Radio, you can also get Spectre Radio merch at Teespring. The link for everything that I'm talking about is in the description down below. Um, And also, I can't forget about this. This show is being streamed on Parapost Network Central. If you have a podcast, if you're looking for more podcasts, Go over to Parapost Network Central and check them out. Uh, they got a lot of great things going on and a lot of great people to help you get your show on there if that's something you're interested in. And also, I cannot forget about Global Ghost Hunt. If you're interested in checking out the Global Ghost Hunt, be sure to go to globalghosthunt.com, and there you'll find everything you need to know. They've got two new packages, new merch, and yes, I myself will be participating in this event at uh, Palmer House Hotel in Sox Center. And last but not least, uh, this one's actually a little closer to my heart. Uh, this is something that I've been working on. Uh, Par- uh, the Phantasmagorian magazine. This is the paranormal magazine that's going to cover everything possible. And if you are interested in advertising there, you can go by Facebook and check out the post that talked about the pricing system for ad space. And the first issue is set for January first, that's just a few days away. All right, so our guest tonight, uh, I've had a chance to talk with him real quick in the back' some very interesting conversations. And he is a author and medium, His book that he just released, The New Beginning, which is a book about his awakening as a spiritual medium you can find that on amazon he's got a facebook page he's got a youtube channel uh as again i've said all these links are in the description his links are the first set that you'll see down below so check them out head on over show some support like share subscribe all that good stuff and without any further ado i will bring him on ladies and gentlemen this is daniel jackson (laughs) (laughs) aaron how are you Well, it's good to have you on. Um, I'm
1: good and glad to be here.
0: Great. And, you know, I I guess I can uh, go ahead and start asking the usual question. How did you get, how, how did you discover that you had the ability of being a spiritual medium or just any kind of mediumship in general?
1: Uh, I didn't find out I was a medium until right before I was turning fifty years old. I've seen spirit ever since I was three years old, but my entire family did. We lived in a um, a town near the Delaware River in uh, New Jersey, and it had a um, mm-hmm. had a, a battlefield there where the Hessians fought. There was a little hospital there, and um, so everybody in the neighborhood uh, was experiencing some t- some type of um, interaction with spirit, with ghosts. Um, And as well as my family was where there was one time my sister was getting ready for school with my mom helping her in the bathroom and they went in front of a door that had a full-length mirror on it. And when they did, there was another woman standing in the mirror and she had on a a colonial outfit. And uh, there was another time when my two brothers and I were downstairs watching TV. My sister's bedroom was two flights up and she had a record player. And back then you had to lift the record up and hit a switch and drop the record. Well, the record player turned on, but that wasn't the crazy part. The crazy part was it was switching records. Uh, so they okay. were uh, pretty um, – they were letting us know that they were there. They were. We always saw these shadows in my sister's room and uh, it was always two men and a, and, a, and a woman in there. Well, they would move things around the house. They would move uh, ashtrays and cups and glasses and – Things like that, uh, but they they never did anything to us that was uh, harmful. So right. we just and um, we just experienced this stuff all the time. And then by the time I was seventeen, my mom and dad and I moved out, and we moved down to Delaware. And my uh, my two brothers and my sister were old, older than me. I hadn't graduated school yet, so I was only I was yeah I was seventeen. So I was my last year of high school to do. So we went to Delaware, and by the time we got there, um, I was the only one who's continuing to see things, and I just I saw them throughout my twenties, thirties, forties, and but I mean it was a regular, a regular thing. I mean I saw some unusual things. I saw my I was in my grandfather's room, laying down in bed. My my grandmother had passed already, and I was laying in bed and just looked. He was away at my uncle's house back up in New Jersey, and I was. In his room, just looking up pictures of my grandmother and him, and and I laid down in in the bed and, and started to fall asleep, and I had kept hearing this squeaking noise. I don't know what the heck it was, and finally I I got up to see what it was. And when I saw when I sat up, I saw my grandmother sitting in my grandfather's rocking chair, and it was rocking back and forth. So she just she looked right at me, and and her eyes just got big, and then she just disappeared. So, and then I, there was a time I was um, laying down on the bed. Watching TV with my girlfriend, we were watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, and she was at the foot of the bed. And I was at the other end, and uh, and then, then something of a, about maybe four feet long and about two feet thick. It was white, white and milky looking. It snaked its way out of the uh, out of the closet, came across the room, got all the the other side, and then it just disappeared. So, and then my girlfriend turned around. And she said, "Did you see that?" And I said, "Yeah, let's get the heck out of here." So, it wasn't, right. you know. I mean, the only real crazy thing that happened um, was I, I was playing in a band. I, I came home from a gig, laid down in bed. When I did, something laid down next to me like four or five times. That, that fifth time, when I, I just went to look again and when I did, whatever was there, picked up the blanket that I had on top of me and brought it up to the ceiling and it shook it and it <laughs> dropped it on top of me. So, that was a little crazy. After that, for two years, I slept on the couch, Aaron, because <laughs> I was scared shitless. Understand. Yeah, so, but uh, we, I mean, you just people always say to me. I mean, how do you get used to something like that? I mean, when you see it all the time, and I just right. explain it. You know, when we're kids, our, our mom and dad feed us green beans, and then thirty years later, you like green beans. Why? Because you get used to it. You just do. You, you can either learn to accept it, or you can just go crazy. I just. I just knew it is. This was my life, you know. I just got used right. to
0: it. Well, you know. <laughs> it, it, speaking of your parents, you know, when uh, what was the, what was it like being with your parents at that time? You know, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, religion. Or, uh...
1: Um, I was brought up Catholic. <laughs> um, my whole family brought up Catholic. My my one brother and sister went to Catholic school. I did not. I went to public school. Uh, yeah. And I th- I went to public school because by the time uh, they were midway through it, they were having so many problems with the with the priests and nuns over there. My mom and dad took them out of there and put them in public school. So, um, but my mom and dad they gave us a choice. They they said we could go to church if we wanted to. Uh, it was up to us. I did my my holy communion when I was a kid, you know. Um, but uh, you know, I got picked on a little bit by the other kids because I was the only kid in there with long hair. Uh, but, uh, but they gave us a choice and i I went to church a couple of times with my mom, but the only thing that I did was, uh, I fell asleep in the pews because I was so bored, you know, it's just, I didn't want to be right. there. I would just go to sleep. So, um, so she said, do you really want to keep going here? And I said, no, I don't like going there. I'd rather be out playing with my friends or something, you know? So, so they didn't push religion on us. Uh, but I did still have a respect for you know the priests and the nuns what have you but uh, but um, I don't anymore because they're lying. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, I've had my issues uh, with religion growing up myself, uh, being raised a non-denominational Christian, and I've actually had the opportunity to sit underneath some uh, genuinely honest pastors. And they talk about some of the research that they did. How do you feel about some of the misconceptions that have been taught by religion for centuries in regard to the paranormal or the spiritual realm?
1: Uh, I, I, I do my best to teach people the correct answers. Uh, right. And the unfortunate part is, is religion, TV, and movies keeps bringing up this stuff that is just not real, um, and people believe it. But we've been taught these things for thousands of years, especially from religion. Uh, the Bible says the Bible says horrible things in there about me being a medium. Uh, no. It says it says in Leviticus nineteen thirty one not to speak to mediums because mediums speak to the dead. But I don't really speak to the dead. I'm just speaking uh, with souls. That but you know they they believe in souls, but they don't believe in we should be talking to the dead. But uh, but I always um, I always bring something to them that uh, throws them off a little bit because I always say well, it does it says tells you not to speak to mediums and stuff like that. Uh, But I always tell them, well, you know, Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Well, the Father and the Son, absolutely. But the Holy Ghost, absolutely not. And they would say to me, why not? I said, well, how do you know he's holy? And they said, what do you mean by that? I said, how do you know he's holy? Because in order to find out if he's holy, I I mean, I didn't know that you were a non-domination denomination until you told me. So Hmm. I would have never known. You know, I'm not psychic. I don't claim to be psychic. Um, Right. But you but you told me that. So in order for someone to find out that this sphere is holy, they would have had to talk to them. Okay? Right. So so I then I would ask them, who is the lucky person within your religion? Because in the Bible it says not to talk to mediums. And if you're talking to that Holy Ghost, that makes you a medium. Of which right. the it, Bible says don't talk to. Him, because that's the only way you're going to find out if he's holy. And if you're also talking to God, because some of them say they talk to God. God is also in spirit, too, so that would make you a medium as well.
0: Right. So you know what that means?
1: That means they're telling a lie. (laughs) That's what you're doing. It's not the truth.
0: Yeah, I've kind of, you know, thought along the same line because, you know, we're taught about so many things in the Bible that— and and I know, you know, I've had this conversation with other people before, and some people— agree with it some people don't you know take it as you will but one of the things that i've always found interesting about religion is when people say that there's just heaven and hell angels and demons and that's it i find that hard to believe because i can't imagine god being that limited or that one-dimensional
1: correct he's not
0: and right and, and so the idea that that's just it just makes things Make God seem a little less omnipotent or powerful and I, I can't even if I wasn't a Christian, I could not get behind that notion because they
1: but it's religion who wants you to believe that notion right because if they can make you believe it, what does that mean that they control have contro- they have control of you that's what that's what religion and the Bible is all about I don't even like to call it the Bible because it's not it's the Babel. That's what it is because right. it's, a, it's a bunch of stories. I'm telling you a bunch of stories that, you know, they have to tell 10 stories just to make one point. No. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, people, want to, when they do the re- religion, when they do the Bible, they, they pick and choose the Bible because in the Bible, I mean, there's murder, there's rape, there's pedophilia. There's all kinds of stuff going on in there, but they don't want anything to do with that. They only yeah. want to do have anything to do with the things that pertain to their life. And, and But they say they live by the Bible. They don't. And if they, right. really, if they really said they were going to do that, then they'd be out murdering everybody and killing and raping everybody and raping children because that's what it does in the Bible. All kinds of stuff. So, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, I, would ask, I would tell it to you this way, Aaron. This is, the, this is going to make perfect sense to you. If you and I sat in a coffee shop and we talked for about two hours. And you just told me about some things in your life and stuff like that. And then I we, we left. And then I came back to you 20 years later and said, hey, Aaron, you know that conversation we had? And you say, ah, kind of, sort of. I'm going to say, well, you know what? I took that conversation and I'm going to write a book about it. And I'm going to call it The Book of Aaron because I think I got everything I need to know about you and your entire life in, in two hours. And you're going to say, mm, right. I don't think so. And I'm going to say, yeah, I don't think so either about the Bible for God. So let it go. Sorry, yeah. you just can't write a book about God and say, oh, that's him. That's it. That's everything. No, it's not. It's just not.
0: Yeah. You know, and I've looked at history, uh, and I, I can't remember exactly the year, but I do remember it was in medieval medieval times when the Catholic Church did what they called the canonization of the Bible. <laughs> and that's where they butchered They took out so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they they only left what worked for them, you know. Yeah,
0: and, you know, what they left behind, I mean, uh, on the one side, I understand they want to condense it down to uh, fit a specific narrative. Right. But on the other hand, with some of the stuff they took out, that would actually bring a lot of clarity to
1: some of the
0: instances in the Bible that many people have some serious issues with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, look at uh, what's his name, uh, King James. He didn't like it so much. He wrote oh. his own, and then people yeah. believe that too. He's a yeah. king. I mean, that's who that's who originally wrote all these these texts and Bibles and all that stuff. Anyway, are kings and queens the people who have power and control?
0: Mm-hmm. They still uh, do. R- yeah, real quick, I do want to uh, point it out. Uh, Liz Milner, uh, she says hi to you. She is hey, Liz. Panel. How are you? you? Uh, if you don't know her, she is. Our, our paranormal sister from across the pond, she is over in the UK. She is definitely a very committed supporter of the paranormal. Awesome. Uh, and for some reason, her comments have stopped uh, showing up. So, uh, Liz, I apologize. There seems to be a technical difficulty on my end with this. <laughs> uh, it happens. But, yeah, you know. That so, may not
1: be you. Uh, I, I There's a lot of podcasts I have been on, and they have no problems ever until I come on their show and then they start having energy problems uh my my energy is very right. strong and it comes through and sometimes it messes my wife and I have the same phone my phone does all kinds of wacky shit and hers does nothing so <laughs> my computers we have the same computers my computer does wacky shit hers does nothing
0: yeah um but, you it's know, when speak, I,
1: it's when I explain that. If you ask me later, I'll explain it to you, and I'll tell you why.
0: <laughs> <I certainly laughs> but will. let's uh,
1: let's uh, let's talk about uh, everything else.
0: Uh, but yeah, so kind of back on the religion thing, um, that's one of the reasons why uh, Martin Luther rebelled against the Catholic Church. And one of the things that I was fascinated by is how he approached Johann Gutenberg to print the Bible and translate it from Latin to German for the everyday people. And that's the one thing that just totally blows my mind. Martin Luther wanted the Bible in a language so that the people could read it for themselves instead of having to rely solely on the priest. Right. And this practice is still going on today. Sure. The Bible is in so many languages, in so many translations, and yet nobody wants to do the research. The same thing applies to the paranormal field. You have a lot of people that are just. You know, like we mentioned before, they're running half cocked. They're they're yeah. going. They're shooting in the dark. They don't really know <clears> what they're
1: doing. They, they, there's a lot of that. The, they just uh, they're they're taking uh, what scientists do. They're taking an estimated guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's true. Most of the stuff that they they talk about, or they see, or or they hear. Just not the truth. Or or what they do is they follow upon what someone else told them or, some, or something else they heard and then they just run with it. But, uh, yeah, most of them – I mean I appreciate that they're trying to get some information. The only thing that I have an issue with is most of them, they just go there and try to get some information and then that's it. They don't try to do anything for those spirit. They don't try to figure out why those spirit right. there or even ask them why they're there. And for that matter, try to help them to move on because most of the spirit that you're going to see, that you're going to get information from and, and voices and all that stuff on tape, you're getting the ones who are, are in the low-level energy place. It's what we would call earthbound. So you either – and there is no such place as hell. There's no such places purgatory, there is a deep, darker realm to that lower energy place. I've been there because when I meditate, my my uh, my archangels, the guides, want me to go there to try to cross spirit over. And it is a horrible place, but is anybody just – is there one person walking around with horns and a tail torturing anybody? No. They may be having horns and a tail, but it's just because that's what they look like where they come from. So And there's a lot of spirit that look like those things – it's just that's where they come from. It's not necessarily meaning they are a monster. We just see them because we've never seen anything like that before, and we can equate right. it with being a monster. But uh, that's not absolutely the case. They're just they're just horrible because they choose to be horrible, just like anybody else here as a regular person chooses to be horrible. You're just hor- horrible by a choice because everything you do here in your life is your choice. I mean and, – and the way to explain that is if you and I were – we're best buddies, and you had told me, I'm having a little bit of a drinking problem, Daniel. Was, I'd say, you know what, Aaron? I'll take you to AA. I'll, I'll keep you away from drugs and alcohol. I'll keep you away from all the bars, although who doesn't like a good strip club? I get it. But uh, I'll keep you away from that stuff. But until you choose to stop drinking, no matter what I say or do, is isn't going to make a difference. Right. So everything is our choice. If you want to be a crappy person, you're going to be a crappy person, or you could choose not to. So every right. spirit, they choose to be horrible. There's no one person. There's no one spirit walking around named Satan who is walking around going, "All right, guys, you're in. I got, I got this. Okay, I'm the warden here. There is no such thing. They are all right. out there for themselves." I see. You know,
0: <laughs> I, I've always believed that there is no such <clears throat> thing as a bad person. Just good people making bad choices.
1: They do. I know that place, Aaron. I worked in there. It was called prison for six years. <laughs> they, they they did not figure out that they are not good criminals. That's all. They just keep making bad choices.
0: Right. Now, one other thing that you and I had kind of talked about backstage is your methodology in what you uh, use your spiritual mediumship. And, and before we get too far into that, uh, you kind of explain to the listeners what. What's the dip- difference between a medium and a spiritual medium?
1: Um, I just call my sp- myself a spirit medium um, because the way that I communicate with spirit. Um, I don't right. just communicate with moms and dads. I communicate with all spirit because all spirit communicates with me. Um, but when all spirit does communicate with me, everything that I hear comes through is English. So if a dog is talking to me, I hear it as English. If a horse is talking to me, I hear it as English. If a Spanish-speaking person it, it comes through as English. If I see another being from another place and it talks to me, I hear it all as English. Um, so that's why I call myself a spirit medium because I, I see all spirit all the time. I don't ever not see spirit, ever. Right. It doesn't turn off. It doesn't go away. I see them in daylight hours. I see them at nighttime. I see more when I close my eyes. Um, I have to take some sleepy time medicine just to go to sleep at night because if I don't, they'll bug the shit out of me because that's just what Mm -hmm. they do because there's no space and time there. So because I I communicate with all spirit, that's why I call myself a spirit medium.
0: Okay. Now, I mean – excuse me. You, it sounds like you kind of ascribe to the idea that once you cross over into the spirit realm, uh, the language issue ceased to be a problem and that it, whatever Correct. the spirits, they end up being in whatever the language the receiver <clears throat> speaks.
1: Well, um, I, I did know a, another medium, um, uh, one that helped me along the way a little bit, um, she could not do what i do um whenever okay. i was um i was at one of her shows she asked me to come to one of her shows um because I I, I I was still in the i didn't know what the heck was going on part right and she asked me to come to one of her shows so i had bought t- tickets to one of her shows and and um when my wife and i actually we showed up i didn't tell her i was coming i just we just showed up and um and when we walked in the room, that was kind of strange. She, she saw me walk in the room. She locked eyes with me and watched me walk through the room. My wife and I looked at each other like, that was creepy. But, uh, <laughs> but because it was. But, uh, but she actually had spirit come through. And one of them was my dad. And he said, she said some things that she wouldn't have known about my dad. She knew my mother's middle name. Um, right. So, uh, But that's the way she got information. I don't always get information like that. We all have similar abilities, but we don't all get information the same way because we're all meant to do different things. Uh, But she had a spirit that came through. It was trying to speak to her in Spanish, and she couldn't understand it. So he was trying to show her pictures of things, and then she was able to understand it a little bit. But he still kept speaking to her, and it was in Spanish, and she just couldn't. She even told the person, she said, look, she said, I don't understand Spanish and he's trying to tell me in Spanish. So because when you leave here and you step up out of your body, you're still you. It's just with with me, I hear it all as English because it's all translated for me. But I just hear it as English. It's not like it's like they talk to someone and then that person translates. It just comes through for English as me. Again, I just I said I have something that no other medium has because I have something that's just different that's all. It doesn't make me better than anyone. It's just I have an ability that's different from everyone else's and no one else has it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm able to hear everything in English. But yes, some people just, if if a fish talks to me, I hear it as English. So <laughs> it's, a, okay. if I, like I said, I hear another being and I've seen many other beings. They talk to me. I just hear it as English.
0: When you said, if I hear a fish, the voice from Louis Scott Jr. in Enemy Mind Mine popped into my head.
1: (laughs) Cool (laughs) movie, right? (laughs) I love it. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah, that's how old I am.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my very first science fiction movie that I ever saw was the first Star Wars release in the late 70s. And in fact, I actually have a licensed and numbered uh, limited reprint of the original uh, movie release poster.
1: I'll tell you how old I am. I saw it in the theater when it came out with my parents.
0: Yeah, so did I. I mean, mean, granted, I was about five, four or five at the time, but it's like ten. Yeah, and you know, okay, we also have
1: Raven, Uh, Ravenhead Paranormal. That's a cool name.
0: Yeah, that is Anna Brandemart. She is just starting the team with her daughter. Uh she herself is a psychic medium. We've actually did a live stream of one of her investigations a couple of weeks back at uh Wayside Inn in uh I forget what town it was. But it was a small town in Virginia.
1: I never call myself psychic medium. Because when you when you say the word psychic, people come up to you and say, What am I thinking now? or what's my favorite color?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't get into that. When they they say, what am I thinking now? I say, I don't know what you're thinking now, but everyone else thinks you're an asshole, because you are. (laughs) It's not judgment. It's just if you're an asshole,
0: you just are. Yeah.
1: You can Um, choose to be different.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I've had people, I don't know what to think. I've had people tell me that I have emerging ability. And one of the reasons is And maybe you can kind of help me get some understanding on this. What do you want to know? Well, I was in this conversation with two women. And I I won't say the names of these women simply out of respect for their privacy. But the whole time we were talking, I kept getting this image of a white car.
1: You don't have just mediumship abilities either. Um, You also are part empath, um, and you also have... um... You're also clairvoyant. You already know that. Don't you? They bring you messages and you see them ahead of time. Most of the time it's in dreams. Why are you so silent? What that? Why are you so silent?
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I thought there'd be more, um, well, I mean, you that's kind what of...
1: You, what you haven't done is you haven't developed them yet. You're what I call one foot in and one foot out.
0: Right. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um,
1: you haven't moved forward yet, that's all. You could. You just haven't decided to do that yet. You could.
0: Well, uh, you know, I... I well, what are finish you, the story... What are you, what are you um, afraid of? Well, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Yeah. Um... But I kept seeing this white car, and then uh, like half hour into the conversation, it just showed me nothing. I was like, does a white car mean anything to anybody? And one of the ladies, her face went white, and she stopped talking for the rest of the night. And the conversation ended, and I got a message several days later from this girl, and she said, I'm sorry for freaking out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? That's, but that's, just so they don't you expect
1: under- it, that's why.
0: Yeah, and she said, just so you understand... I was kidnapped 20 years ago, and I was held captive in a white car.
1: Yeah, that's traumatic.
0: Yeah, it, but you know, so the whole fear that I have, part of it deals with the idea that because I went through some things in my my younger life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I already deal with some mental baggage. Okay. And so my concerns are that getting in the way. And also...
1: It won't be a concern if you learn to let it go. In order for you to do this, you have to be... In order to get clear messages, you must be clear. So what I mean by that is to get messages. We all walk around in this world with some type of baggage. I tell people all the time, when you see someone in front of you and you're about to judge them... You know, before you do that, take a, take a self-inventory and think of yourself of all the crap that you've been through in your entire life. And then look at them and go, you know what, maybe they're going through some crap too. So, And then you bite your tongue and walk away. But we're all going through some crap. But you know what you could do? You could let it go. Because here's what yeah. I mean by that. Depression is one thing. You holding on to these feelings because you have decided to hold on to them. And you don't want to let them go because you're just afraid of what might happen with them or about them or what's gonna come up later because of them. But you can do one of two things. You can go to a doctor and he can give you some medication and that'll suppress those feelings but they're still inside of you. Or he can send you to another doctor who's gonna talk you down from it. You know what you could do? You could talk yourself down from it and just let it go because it's part of you, Aaron. But it's part of your past. It's not who you are anymore. Just like, let me, let me, I can point out to you who you are not anymore in this way. Say you go out for a job and they say, well, Aaron, we we look at your application here. Looks pretty freaking good. But there's one thing on your application here that uh, we found out some stuff about you when you were seven years old. Uh, we found out that you picked up a stick and you dipped it in some uh, dog shit and then you ran around to the other kids and said, here's some dog shit and scared the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a little concerning to us. Uh, I don't think we want to have you work here. And you tell them, I'm not seven years old anymore. I don't make the same decision process as I did when I was seven years old as I do now. I don't have the same thought process. I'm not seven years old. I want you to base what you know about me for now and not what I did seven years ago. Why? Because that stuff that was seven years ago when, when you were seven years old, it's not important. So everything right. that you're going through right now, let it go. It's not important. It's not who you are anymore. You're a different right. person. You think differently. You make decisions differently. Not on who you once were because you're never right. going to be that person ever again.
0: And so I actually, go. yeah, I actually have planned for... Uh, something in february and uh just to, so, so people can understand what it is in 1992 uh, I was dating this girl and we weren't officially dating we were kind of fooling around we had it between <laughs> each other you know um
1: my brother I, give I, me a fist pump <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i uh just good
0: no don't get i i'd known her through the static for uh, the deaf program at school because i'm 60 deaf so her and i would always talking in sign language we click and one night she came over to my house you know uh she was hanging out with a mutual friend of ours and she said no i don't really want to be alone with him could you come with her and i was like well just have him bring you home you know i'm kind of tired i just want to stay home really not feeling going out three days later
1: that was her soul talking to her letting her know
0: yeah three days later my mom came into my room. She was uh, sobbing uncontrollably. She couldn't even talk. And she brought me out in the living room and they were just on the news just saying that they had finally identified the body of a woman that was found between the dumpster of that or the girl that I was close to. Hmm. And I looked at my mom and I had the most, I, I almost grew up and I said, mom, I know who did it. It was this guy. Nobody believed me. And then, sure enough, two days after that, they showed him on the news being arrested for her murder. And since then, I've always held this horrible guilt. And there are some inescapable truths
1: yeah.
0: that I've come to learn. And this was one of them. Had I gone with, things would have gone differently. They're Not just...
1: necessarily. Well, we, we we would like to think maybe it would have changed. But... And we would like to think that maybe we could have protected them. But then again, you could have died too. We don't know. Always, We we want to think the best for those outcomes. But as I always tell everyone, it doesn't make a difference if you fall off the top of a building, you get hit by a car, you get COVID, or even suicide. When it's your time to go, it just is. Everyone is going to die no matter what. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. We're all going to die. Everything else is just a facilitation order for you to die. But we're all going to die, and we just want to play the blame game on everybody and have a, a blame or a reason why they died. But there is no reason. The only reason oh, yeah. is is because your soul is being called home to heaven. That's it. But it was it happened for the way that was meant to happen. the The part that you need to is is to learn to let go of that. This was also a, a lesson for you to learn. You right. were you needed to learn that. Okay, I don't need. I could either carry this around in the rest of my life and let it bother the shit out of me or I just have to come to terms with it and go, "Okay, this is what happened. I can't feel the guilt for that because I just wasn't there. I didn't – and if I wasn't there, it's because I wasn't meant to be there. If you were meant to be there, you would have been. It's not your fault. It's not your problem. It happened because it's meant to. So." But are you meant to feel guilt about it? No. The lesson for you to learn is to learn to let it go and move on, move on to the next thing in your life. So you're not walking around, moping around all day long because you were not meant to. I mean, some right. of us are just meant to be here. Others are just not.
0: The, the plan that I have is to go to the scene of the murder, put down a rose, and then go to her grave and put down her second rose.
1: Don't do and that. How long ago did she dies pass away?
0: Nineteen
1: ninety-two. Okay. Okay. Then go put the roses. No problem. I tell people all the time, don't put down, uh, don't go to roadside, a roadside where someone got murdered or something like that, and put something down right after they got killed, because then you, you, there's a possibility that that because there's there's a there's a holding time when anyone dies. Right. Okay. No one goes to heaven right away. You just don't, and that, within that holding time, if you go to that site and you put down items that they were attached to. You're going to keep them from going home,
0: and right. I, I go okay. to
1: roadside graves all the time and have to cross people over because they didn't cross because they, there's all these items there that they held, they cherished, and now they're staying there because these people put these items there for them. So don't ever bother doing that because you're going to well, you're going to keep somebody going home from, to heaven. They stay here earthbound, so don't ever do that. But she's gone now, so um, yeah. I mean, and, 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 again, and she, she crossed. She crossed over, so don't worry about it. She doesn't feel any pain anymore. You know who feels right. well, pain? Well, this about is mostly
0: it? an exercise for me. Yeah. To we, to we hold on this to the pain off of my head.
1: Yeah, we hold on to the pain. We hold on to the anguish and, and sorrow and grief and guilt. They don't. Right. But that—that's if they cross over. If they do, if they don't cross over, yes, those who are still here, spirit that are still here in this low energy place. Are still here because they hold on to their pain anguish sorrow, grief, guilt anguish uh all that stuff, and that's why they are still here they are they are taught that they're not good enough or or they're they're going to go to hell and they're 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 afraid to go into that light because they're going to be judged by God and all that other bullshit people teach them that, and that's why a lot of them are here but but also again. We come back into so many bodies so many times, you know, um let me find out real quick, Uh 27. So you've been here 27 times. You're on your 27th lifetime, meaning you've had 26 other sets of moms and dads, brothers and sisters, dogs and cats, and 26 other astrological signs. I mean, absolutely horseshit because your body's born, your soul is not, okay? But uh, you've been here 27, 27 times. So when you wake up out of your body, you're going to get all the perfect memories of your lifetime here plus all the perfect memories of your 26 other lifetimes. And you're going to know at that moment when you stand up out of your body and you see that light that there's a possibility you might have to come back because you didn't fulfill your purpose. And you may think to yourself, maybe I don't want to. And then you just stay here because it happens all the time. There's many people that cross over into the light. There's that many that don't. Not everybody goes home. They just stay here because not everybody wants to cross over into the light because they're afraid what's going to happen when they get there. unfortunate I see dogs and cats and stuff there is no such thing as a fucking rainbow bridge there just isn't and if you believe in that shit start believing in something else because that's a bunch of bullshit not every dog and cat and and cow and horse walks into the light they just don't they wake up out of their body I see them grazing why because that's what they did before they passed away so they're still they're still going they're still being who they are they don't always Mm. know to walk into that light so a lot of times they just stay here a lot of people don't know that. I have spirit tell me, all the, ask me things like, am I dead? Because they don't know they are. Because they right. still feel they are themselves. Because you are. You just have a lot more memories because you've been here so many times, but you're still you. And if, if you had someone tell you you're going to go to hell, you're not going to walk into that light. You're afraid. Right. So, but yeah, these the for you, it is to learn that lesson that, this did happen, but I got to learn to let it go because she's just not meant to be here anymore. But you are. Why do you think you get messages and all that stuff? Because you're supposed to be giving those messages out. That's why you're here. That's why you're, that's why you get what you get. Because some of us, as I tell everyone, some of us are just meant to be teachers. Others are just meant to be students. You're still here for a reason. You just haven't gone through with that reason yet you shouldn't you shouldn't be at the point where you're saying some people say i have some abilities are coming up no you should be in the quest of that cuz they're not kidding right. i'm telling you i'm telling you you have mediumship abilities you also have you're also part empath because you pick up on the people the people's feelings around you all the time you're the type of person who walks up to a building and before you even walk in, you just feel the, the negative energy in there. But you go in there anyway. And then you come out. It's like going into a smoky bar and then you come out and then you still feel like the smoke's all over you. You go in there, you come out and you feel that negative energy around you because it's on you. You just haven't learned to uh you haven't learned to ground yourself. You haven't learned to to expel that away from you. And then you go then you're you're out and about and by the end of the day you're like and you're just feeling like, oh, what is going on here? Because you haven't learned to expel it from yourself yet. But you're like I said. You're also uh, you're also uh, clairvoyant. You get messages. They want you to give the messages, not just hold on to them, because you can make change. What are you waiting for? Don't be scared, Aaron. Do I look like I'm scared?
0: No. And, and I will say, anybody who showed up on my show, hats off. Because sometimes the show can get a little scary. Um
1: well it's only scary because we don't know what it is. Once right. you the the thing that makes it scary is because what people don't understand is what they are scared of. Once you learn to figure out what it is well, I see negative energies all day long. Mm. I see more than anybody else because again I got something nobody else got. Uh, but but but, but, it's okay. but it's okay, I'm used to it. But once you understand it and once you figure it out, you're not scared anymore. You don't need to be. Right. Because it's like religion. You don't have to let them control you. You just don't. Right. Uh, Raven, five months. <laughs> she asked me how long it took me to write my book. Yeah, it five months. It wasn't easy. I just, uh, Raven, I'm a horrible writer. Okay, so my my <laughs> my grammar sucks. Okay, I just wrote all these giant paragraphs, and then I have a friend um, who's in the book. I didn't mention I didn't mention anybody's names, but uh, she is my editor. She turned it into a book. Editing is the hardest part. Why? Because it costs a lot of money. It costs five. My book's only 137 pages. It costs $5,000 to get that damn thing edited. I haven't made that back, that's for sure. Not even close. You just do it because you need to.
0: Right. And, of course, uh, Nathan Hodister. he says hi to everybody. And uh, Nathan Hodister. he's another graphic artist. Um, so if you get a chance, you know, be sure to check him out on Facebook as well. Now,
1: I am a great got- dumbass. <laughs> Just saying.
0: So since <clears throat> we're on the subject of your book, where were you when you, when you got the idea to, to write the book?
1: Wasn't my idea. Um, <clears throat> during meditation, uh, when I meditate, I don't meditate really too much anymore. I don't need to because I'm connected all the time. It doesn't turn off and to the point where sometimes i'll just be out somewhere with my wife and she'll say i gotta go into the bathroom i'll say okay i sit there and close my eyes and a message is already playing it's it's really strange it's like i see it in either movie form where it's like in real time or they show me in cartoon form uh and they tell me they they show it to me in cartoon form because it's easy for humans to understand cartoons we get it right away um so I was med, but I was. This was early on, and I was meditating. And during meditation, I can talk to them just like this. I can close my eyes, and they're showing me something, and I can talk to them out loud. I can do it in my mind too. But I close. I talk to them like this, and so they showed me this man who was uh, who was sitting there, and he was writing on s- some scrolls. And he had this like robe on, and he had a, a white beard, it looked like me, except he had a, a robe on. I wasn't wearing a robe. Um, but uh, he's writing on his scrolls and I was like, oh, what's he writing there? And then when I said that, a, a, a piece of paper, they showed a piece of paper in my face and it had my handwriting. And I was like, well, that's my handwriting. I was like, he's writing my handwriting? I was like, what do you want me to do, write a book or something? And then I got touched on my face for yes. Uh, again, when I get touches on for, for yes and no answers, I feel this go across my forehead uh, this is yes across my forehead, and then down the side of my eye. It feels like a tear running down my face. They call it the tears of blood because um, again, I got something going on. Uh, nobody else does, then. and so that's yes. And in the beginning, it was two touches. It was a yes here and a yes here, and then all, and then no here. But and I also get when it's something real serious, no. I get I get two no answers. Um, I had to go to the doctor the other day for something in particular, and I asked them if I had cancer, and I got touched no. I don't have cancer. And then the doctor came in and said, yeah, you don't have it. And I said, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that. I, I kept trying to tell him before that. He didn't want to right. hear it. Um, so, um, but the, yeah, in the beginning it was two. Now it's uh, it's 50. So I get touched by 50 different archangels. Um, how many archangels are there? How many archangels do I have with me? All of them. How many are there? There's You can't count that high. Uh, They're not men with wings and shields and swords. Uh, Most of the ones that I see, I see one. Her name is Helen. She touches me on top of my head. I see her and she has a a human face. She was an Egyptian princess at one time. Most archangels that I see, Archangel Michael (laughs) does not have a shield and a sword. He's not glowing purple. Okay, people? He does that in order to make you feel at ease because they are pure energy. They can manipulate themselves to anything that's going to make – you feel at ease, just as well as negative energies can manipulate themselves to look horrible, so it scares the crap out of you because that's what they want to do. They don't want to kill you. They don't want your head to spin around and spit out pea soup. They want you to remain a negative person, so that you can, they can collect that negative energy off you. That's why they do it. Okay, they're they're not nuns coming at you with a knife or a clown coming out of a freaking storm drain, you people. So, uh, but um, whenever I see archangels in front of me, uh, Archangel Michael looks like a like a combination of a. Uh, like a a moose and a horse. He's got this big wide head with these wolf kind of looking eyes, but they're dark like a reddish brown. Uh, he doesn't have any antlers, but he's got these big floppy ears and he's got uh, this long body. It looks like a horse, got real short hair on it. I just have, I have a different connection. No one else has what I have and I will sit here and tell that all day long without ever going, oh, I just want you to think it. No, this is this. And people don't agree with it. I don't give a shit. and I just know this is the truth. Uh, right. And when I see other archangels, I see eight foot mantises standing in front of me, because that's what they are. They're not. Most of them aren't people. They're not. They're just beings of a higher consciousness that no longer need a body anymore. But that's what I see in front of me. That's what. <clears throat> but the way that they communicate with me, they just showed showed this picture to me because I asked. I said because I see them. They touch my face and stuff like that. And I see mm. them in front of me now. I didn't used to. I used to just see these. Beams of light come up, these blue and whitish beams of light come up out of the floor. and um, but now I actually see them in front of me. But I asked them, I said, I want you to show me how it is you're absolutely exactly doing it. If you were to see this, it would scare the shit out of you right. so so when i when they showed it to me, they showed me this eight-foot prey mantis with his chest up against my back. His, his chest is completely up against my back. And his arms and his tentacles, it looks like a body snatcher movie. His arms and his tentacles are completely surrounding me, having me like I'm in, like I'm in a cocoon. And he's touching my face. And then there's another one who stands in front of me. And when they put thought into my mind, he just transfers the thought. But they're completely surrounding me. And then they just touch my face for, for yes and no answers. And whichever one comes through, they just morph right through the other one and he answers me. So – and I get – in the very beginning, like when I wrote my book, I think I mentioned in there there was like 13 or 15 of them. Since that book came out, you know, it's up to 50. And I know right. I, I know the name of every single one who's touching me and when they're doing it. So – but – uh but it doesn't scare me when they showed me that. Again, I see them all all the time. I see their big bug eyes in front of me and they're blinking their eyes at me and nodding at me. And when they nod at me, they're telling me something. And It's just, it just that's the way it is. And it's, it's just I know what they are and who they are and what they do for me and what they do for everyone else. So I'm not scared of them, nor should anybody be scared of them. But there are some negative ones out, the negative energies. There's no such thing as fallen angels. That's a bunch of bullshit. Because there's no place to fall from, and they're not falling from God's grace. They just don't. You're just negative because you just choose to be negative, that's all. But they don't fall from God's grace. (laughs) They just don't. There's so much much religion wants you to believe in, but it's just not real.
0: So Nathan is asking, is that what people sometimes mistake as seeing aliens? 'Cause you've heard, um, you know, that there are some aliens that people identify as being somewhat insectoid.
1: Uh correct, but no. Uh yes, uh in that fact if they're seeing one that is in spirit. Uh but if they are seeing an alien that is in in their body, they're just an alien. But that's a, that's absolutely what what archangels are. They're just a being of a higher consciousness that just doesn't need a body. But yes, okay. there are they are what I even asked them one time, I said, Are you related to the, to the uh, prey mantises that are here? And they said, Yes. So they, they are. They're, they're aliens. They're just, but they, they're, these ones don't have bodies anymore. They're just in spirit.
0: So it sounds like uh, something that I've always wondered. Yeah. Um, I mean, nice. I myself, you know, I, I ascribe to the idea of there being life elsewhere.
1: Absolutely, you know, I, see, I,
0: I, I see. I see things
1: me. all day long that were, that are, crazy.
0: Yeah, because as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I can't imagine God being so linear and one-dimensional. No, I mean, it's just no. so narrow and scope
1: And so, when, when you leave here and you go home to heaven, no one sees God. You just don't. He's doing right. everything else. He he sends archangels and other spirit and and regular. There's a hierarchy. You have God. Archangels, what archangels call lesser angels, because they have less responsibility, and then you right. have spirit guides, and then you have spirit, and then you have us, and then you have low energy spirit who are just in this low energy place. That's all, right? Pretty simple.
0: No, sort of. <laughs> uh, one thing that I've also kind of wondered is <clears throat> is sometimes it feels like there are certain entities that don't align to either good or evil. They simply just they have just a base function.
1: They just exist.
0: Uh, yeah, like one uh, one spirit that I always mention because it's the easiest to get people to think about and understand is the spirit of death.
1: <clears throat> who?
0: The spirit of death. No such thing. Death, death does not is not good and he's not evil.
1: He's nothing. He, There's no such thing as the spirit of death. There's no one guy who takes you across. You get you. There is there are regular spirit who will take you across into the light. But there's nobody hanging around just waiting for you to freaking die. They, they are. They're in a sense – there are people there and they're just – but but they're not waiting for you to die because they know you're going to die because right. everyone dies. So there's no need for one particular being to be like the angel of death. There's no such thing because they know everybody dies. So right. there's not one that's going to come. I'm going to come and take you away. and co-. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, there's so many missing. Did you know? Here's what here's what people don't know. When you are in that low energy place and you're in spirit, if another spirit were to walk up to you and smack you in the face, you still feel it. You still experience pain. You're not you're, you're not experiencing broken bones, but you still experience pain. They just do because why? Because they because of staying there. They they still have chosen to hold on to their their, their pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, all that stuff. You still have it, so you still experience pain as well. Right. But you know, if you cross over into the light, you won't. If you remain here as an earthbound spirit, if you died today, how old are you?
0: I I'm forty nine right now.
1: If you died today and you remained here as an earthbound spirit, you would be forty nine forever you remain the age that you die if you if you remain in this low energy world that's why we still see children walking around and stuff like that because you will remain that age now if you cross over into the into the light you will go back to being a certain feeling it's not an age but it's a feeling of what it was like when you were 30 years old when we felt our best at our our best now children children who cross over into the light they will actually grow up in heaven, but it just takes a long time because the t- the time there is different than it is here. But uh, right, yeah. But if you go, if you if you go, if you die eighty nine years old and you go into the light, you'll go back to being what it's like being thirty. If you die here at eighty nine years old and you and you just stay here in the earthbound spirit, you'll remain eighty nine forever. Yeah,
0: I've I've heard that before. People, but not for uh, long. Yeah, I've heard that how people have managed to. Uh, basically, get something like a tour of the other side, and then they see members of their family or friends that are passed on, and they come back saying, "Oh my God, they look like they did when I first met them." Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah. and and I do believe that it, time is definitely not what we think it is. I'm convinced that time is actually a man made construct. It is, and uh, you we know, we just live under it. it yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we measure, we created time to measure the value of our life. Yeah, well, that, that and,
1: and for going to work too. You got to go to work. I got to mm. be there at four thirty. All that bullshit. Here's what happens: you wake up in a you wake up in this world. You wake up in a baby body, and you're going, "Whoa!" And your mom and dad's mm. going, "I'm your mom and dad." And you're going, "I don't know who the hell you are, but okay." And then they raise you, and then you go until you don't go you don't slow down you don't take breaks you you do go to sleep but your body is still alive it's still going so Mm -hmm. there's no actually amount of time you're just going to be here for as long as you're meant to be here and that's it and because some of us wake up and you're here for five seconds five minutes five hours five days five months five years 50 years maybe 100 years maybe not it's that simple but we just we you're actually 49 you're almost Closer You're more than that right now because you're probably closer to the fifty because you were, you know, in your your mom's belly for nine months. So you're forty nine plus nine. Yeah. It's like a it's like yeah. a car. Okay. You get into a car and then you drive your car around for ten years and go. I got one hundred and fifty thousand miles on your car. No, you don't. You got like three hundred thousand miles on your car because the car runs while you're sitting at a at a stoplight. It's still, yeah. it's still going. It doesn't stop. It's the same thing for you. You're just going. Until it's time for you to not go anymore in this body. But you'll continue to go because your spirit just moves on. That's all. You're just here. On, you're here to learn things and fulfill a purpose. That's it. And right. and you, you'll, you'll, you'll keep coming back until you get that purpose fulfilled. Learning lessons is easy. If I pick up this towel and I put it down, that's a lesson. If I pick it up and drop it, it's not a good lesson or a bad lesson. It's just another lesson. So how do I learn it? I'll grip mm. it tighter next time so I won't drop it. You've got to learn lessons throughout your entire life for everything that you do because you get up and walk through a door. And if there's a nail on the floor and you trip over the nail, well, how do you learn that one? Go get a hammer, bang it in. Or you trip over the nail four or five times because, you know, that's what people do. They don't learn lessons very well. So you'll trip sometimes throughout your lives until you get it right because there's no wrong and right. There's no ethic failures. There's no mistakes in this world. There's only what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, quit freaking doing it. But some people can't figure that out. They do a lot of things all the time that don't work for them until they figure out what does work for them. Some people get it right away. Most people don't. And that's what you're here to do. But right. you're here to. But you're here to fulfill a purpose, and the purpose isn't because it isn't becoming a doctor or a lawyer. You're going to fulfill your purpose by doing one thing, being human. It's that simple. God made it that simple so that we could all do it. But your purpose is we're here to help each other, just for the sake of helping, not because you can, but because you should. In a way, where someone's going to walk up to you and say, "Excuse me, sir, I'm lost. Can you help me find my way?" And you can do two things. You're going to go, "Ah, oh, fuck him. I hate people," or you're going to go. Well, sure, you take a left down here, you take a right, and then you help them to get their... What you're helping is, you're helping them to do something they cannot do for themselves, or helping them to figure out how to do it for themselves. That's all it is, and that's what God intended it for us to do. We're just not doing a very good job right now. And if you don't get to this point, certain points in your life in order to help those people, because you're taking too much time learning a lesson, well, then you're just going to come back and do it all over again. That's all it is. It's not punishment. And if you think it's... But again... A lot of them, they see that. They see that light and they know I've been here 28 times. If I go in there, they might tend to send me back again. And I don't want to come back again. So they just stay here. It's that simple. But that low energy place doesn't have a lot of energy in it. I see it. I see these bands of energy going through because the, the color of energy is blue. And I see these bands of energy. They have to walk up to it and they cock their head back and they go into like a dream state and they have to collect it. Or the negative ones, they have to get negative energy in order to keep on going. But they have to collect it because if they don't collect it when they walk around, it's like when we walk around and you don't feel good, you feel nauseated. That's what they feel. So that's what they—that's how I know they're, they're, they're still feeling pain over there. Plus, you know, I've had a couple of them try to hit me before. Why would they hit me unless I – if I couldn't feel pain? Right. Why would they hit – because I see them hitting themselves. Why would they do it if they knew – they didn't feel pain. They do it because they know they feel pain. Because I've seen some negative energies do some horrible, horrible shit to other energies. Things you don't want to even think about. But they just do it. But I don't feel sorry for them because they made the choice to stay there. So let it be. Right. It's only my job to cross them over if they want to. If they don't want to, I move on to the next one.
0: So you mentioned Grounding.
1: Yeah, you need to do that, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I certainly will start looking into that, and you know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, so, look myself, into that, absolutely
0: for myself and for other people out there. What are some of the uh, techniques that you recommend or that you suggest for grounding?
1: Uh, for grounding, grounding is collecting energy from this natural world. That's what you're doing. Um, okay. Grounding is going outside and taking your socks and shoes off and sitting on the ground and putting your back up against the tree and and getting that energy that natural energy coming from that tree coming from the earth sticking your t- your toes in the sand and the dirt and getting that natural energy or sitting next to a uh, sitting next to a running stream getting that or an, or an ocean right. and having the waves crashing off that's what you're going to get it from you're going to get it from crystals the same thing uh, but crystals do have to be re-energized um, because the the water is always runny, so that energy is always there. the The tree is connected in the ground; it's getting that natural energy. But the but crystals, you take them out of their you know spot, and that, that's it. You know they have to be re-energized. So you take your crystals, you put them out in the sun for a while, you re-energize them, and you put them back. But when when they're when those crystals are embedded in the ground, they're connected to the ground; they're always getting that source of energy. You right. take them away from that source of energy. They're going to need to be re- recharged as well as a person needs to be recharged because you're walking around in this place all the time and you come across people who are just negative as crap. You know, I I don't go to big – I don't go in big crowds of people and stuff like that anymore because I just – I can't be around them. So uh, – right. but uh, yeah, you, uh, or when you're sitting down with that tree, take a knife that's like made out of iron, stick it in the ground and then hold on to it and collect that, that positive energy again. Um, and then uh, what I used to do in the morning um, is I would say to myself before when I got up out of bed, before I would get a shower or anything, I'd sit on the edge of the bed and I'd take my hands and and say, say to myself, close my eyes, I'm going to take the energy that is within me and put it all around me to protect myself from all negative energies that are within me and outside of me. No one taught me that. I just did it. And I was like, when I first did it, I was like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I mean, but I know now that I'm protected from arch- archangels. I don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. Like I said, I could walk in any haunted house and nothing negative can touch me. Now, other spirits do touch me all the time, but they, that's because they see my light. Because that's the, that's the reason why you get the messages you do, because your light is brighter. What that means is the your light of your soul is brighter than others. And that's why you get messages. That's why you hear spirit and stuff like that because they know they can see you. When spirit sees you, they see your body frame and they see the soul inside of you. That's your light. Some of them are brighter than others, and the ones who are the bright ones, they can communicate with. They know that, so that's why they do.
0: So yeah, I've always they, I've always lived by the expression: when you can't see the light, be the light.
1: Hell yes, <laughs> and hell's no. There's no such place as hell, so don't worry about it. But yeah. Mm. You're, you're being the light for other people. You're trying to guide them or help them in some way that they cannot do for themselves.
0: Now, Nathan did uh, ask a question, and I've heard this myself. Um, I thought crystals needed to be recharged by moonlight.
1: Well, that would not, that would not be possible, uh, Nathan, because the moon doesn't have any actual light. The moon is actually the, – the moon glows from the light of the sun. So uh, there is no actual light coming off the moon. It's just glowing from the light of the, of the sun. So, no, you just take these crystals and you put them out into the sunlight. That's where the true energy comes from. Okay. Whoever told you that other stuff, stop listening to them. <laughs> they have no <laughs> idea what the hell they're talking about.
0: Well, and, and, and like I said uh, <clears throat> at the beginning of the show, this is one of the reasons why I became a paranormal researcher. Because you find out <clears throat> some of the most amazing things. And um, one of our guests, Anna, she had a a very interesting point of view in when it comes to the psychic field. And her thought was, we all vibrate on different frequencies. Sort of. Okay. And what are your thoughts on that? I mean.
1: Uh, You cannot raise your vibrations as high as all these other mediums can say you do. Uh, That's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. You cannot do that. If you are a regular person and you're out there in the working world and you're paying bills and you're watching TV and the news and you're you're playing into all the bullshit out there and you think you're going to raise your vibrations, <laughs> you might well think again because that's a bunch of bullshit. You can only raise your vibrations so high, okay, because you're connected to one thing. You're connected to this meat suit. That's why. Uh, right. Right. And so in, in order to be able – so uh, with me, in the very beginning uh, when I saw, I saw these archangels around me, they had to – I had to be able to uh, communicate with them better, OK? Um, I was just explaining this to somebody the other day because I told her I get they touch me. So I get touched by archangels. I get touched like – almost like the TV show but not, OK? You don't want to be uh, touched by an archangel. Because it's not doing what you think it is. When I get touched from archangels, when they, they were touching me, they were what they were doing was working on my soul so that I could see them, hear them, feel them, communicate with them better, okay? But in order for them to do that, that's connected to my body. And because it's connected to my body, my body had to purge from that working that they did. It wasn't fun, okay? Uh, what would happen is they would work on my soul – and then the very next day, I'd be shitting, throwing up for three days. Okay. And this would go on for three days. And then I'd, it would take me like a week or so to get through with my energy and then get back to being what I was. And then it would happen two weeks later. This happened for three years. Okay. So this is not, this was not fun, but this is something that I said yes to. This is something that I agreed to do. Because I was trying to figure out what was heck, what was going on with me? Why are there so many spirits coming around me? Because I thought I was just seeing them, but there's a lot of them coming around me, and it's just they wanted me to help them. Most of them, some of them, they're just watching me. Uh, but uh, but in order to to be able to get the answers I do and and do the things that I do, uh, I had to change. I had to purge. I had to. I had to learn to become clear in order to get clear messages so there was a lot that I I had to change my life I was not I was I'm not the person I once was at all I right. I was you know I was in a not so great motorcycle club um, not that I was judgmental on people but you know I just I was different and I had to let go of everything in order to be this but I but the inside of me, my soul had to change as well in order to do this thing. So, saying yes to that, being touched by an angel, I don't recommend it to anybody. Now, there are people who do come to me and get readings with me who have an ability, who have something more than just a regular ability, because there's a difference what I do than what the average medium does. So the average medium talks to moms and dads and stuff like that. I communicate with archangels all day long, I only get my information from them. That's it. I've seen God five times. He's spoken to me eight times. He's touched me six times. So it's just different. But in order to be this kind of different, you have to go through a lot. You have to let go of a lot. You can't walk around with any type of fear whatsoever. I mean, I know when I'm going to die. I'm going to be – my birthday's in November. I just turned 57. But I'm going to be 83 when I die. I'm going to die in—I'm—I'm I'm going to die in August on the third week on a Wednesday night. I'm out of here. I already know this, but I know this because I needed to know how much time I had to do what I'm supposed to do here. I'm supposed to teach people and and, and let them know why we're here and what is our actual purpose and where we're supposed to go forward. But not everybody wants to listen because you know people come to me because they want an answer from God, and I get the answer, but they don't always want the answer because people just don't like the truth. It's just too bad. It is what it is but but uh but being touched by angels and what I do is not easy. You have to go. I had to surrender myself completely. I work for one, I work for God. I work for one is all and all is one. That's what I work for. Hmm. and that's all that I do. But in order to be that. To, to go through everything that I went through is what you got to go through. And if you can't do it, I've done 32 readings, 33 readings for people who have come to me who have this ability. They just – they get a hold of me and I know right away that they have it. And then, then I, I give them what I call the big talk. Everything that I went through, I had to go through it so that I could teach it to other people.
0: Right. So
1: it, for them to get, to get where they need to be. Out of those 33, one of them moved forward. The other 32 did not move forward because once I explained everything to them, they were not willing to make that commitment. That They were not willing to make that kind of change in their life in order to be this. But you get to do things that God wants you to do. Why wouldn't you? But they just, right. they don't want to. So, you know, but that's on them. They don't want to do it, but, but being this is not easy. I see things all the time that are just – a lot of the things that I see throughout my day, as many spirits that I see throughout the day, I can't explain to someone because they right. don't – I can't even tell you what it looks like because I can't even explain what it looks like. I, I see some horrible negative energies. Again, I, I have this one thing that no other medium has and I can't even talk to another medium about it because you know why? They ain't going to fucking get it because they don't see it. So, how am I supposed to tell them about something that they'll never see or never experience? So, I just don't. Right. But being this is just not easy. And when I say I see everything, I'm not fucking kidding. I see everything. I don't just see every spirit, I see into other dimensions, I remote view. You know, I, I just see things that you just don't want to fucking see or you don't want to believe. Half the people out there who are doing the ghost hunting have no fucking clue what they're doing. They're no fucking clue. They don't even understand what they're doing. I even tell them sometimes, you know what? The one thing that you're hunting, you'll eventually become. And they look at me like, what do you mean by that? So you're going to become a spirit just like they are. So stop treating them with so fucking disrespectfully. Treat them with respect because they're in a place that you wish you could fucking go. Yeah. But you can't because you've got something to do here.
0: It's not well, easy. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that I've always uh, tried to maintain whenever I go on, on any paranormal investigation. Uh, it's always be respectful to the spirit. And I also find that when you show that respect, you're, for, for one, you're more likely to get uh, more positive interaction. But I also feel like sometimes you're more likely to. For lack of a better way of explaining it, be allowed to come back.
1: What do you mean? You don't have a choice <clears throat> in it. <laughs> you come back because you you have to fulfill your purpose. Right. You can well, you you, you could have a choice in it if you if you have fulfilled your purpose, and if you want to come back, you can. But most of them don't. I mean, why okay. would you? You've been here. You've been here twenty twenty seven times. Why would you want to come back again? Because I'm telling you, you don't want to come back again. The next time that you would have to come back would be after you pass away, since you're over the age of 30, you wouldn't come back for another 80 years. The reason being you wouldn't come back for so long is because so you're not recognized. That's why I tell people don't mess with 23andMe with and Ancestry.com because the person you're looking at from 100 years ago, you go, oh, they look similar to me because it was you. That's why I said we are all our own ancestors. So coming back is just because you're here to fulfill a purpose and you didn't do it yet. I mean, previous lifetimes, you know, everybody wants to do that uh, past past life regression bullshit. Bullshit. If your life was so, if your previous life was so fucking important, you would have fulfilled your purpose. You wouldn't be here right now. So let it go. everyone. Oh, maybe I was related to a king or a queen. I say, why would you want to be related to someone who stood on the backs of other people and tortured them? Do you think that's fucking admirable? Because I don't think it is. So let it go. But yeah, they just want a story they can tell somebody. Who cares about the fucking story? Your previous lifetimes are not important. They were important when they were being lived. What's important is what you do now. That's what's important. But people just don't get that because they want to get caught up in the stories. And, oh, I want to look how famous I am and look how important I am. No, because you know what? You have in common with the 7.5 billion people on the face of this earth, Aaron? They've all been to heaven. They all had to come back. Just like you, so what does that make everyone equal?
0: Right. No, I uh, because Liz,
1: fun. you haven't. Uh, I'm just answering Liz's question. Because yeah. Liz, you ha- you haven't moved on to your full potential. That's why you're only getting a quarter of what you would actually get, Liz. You would actually get more. You're only getting a quarter of you what you could actually get. Because she has a mil- she has mediumship abilities as well. She just hasn't moved forward with them as much right. as she could. Fairies don't worry about fairies. Fairies are just beings from another dimension. That's all they are. <laughs> That's all they are, just like Bigfoot. Big, Bigfoot's an interdimensional being just as as well as the hatman, the hatman is an interdimensional being. He comes here. the The reason why the hatman comes here is because he comes here to witness us, those who are able to com- communicate with spirit, because in his dimension they cannot. And he gets paid to come here by people in his dimension to come through over here to observe us because he's trying to get a and gun. He wants to figure out how we do it. The thing is you, you can't teach it to someone. With mediumship, you either have it or you don't because we wake up in the baby body. We all have a little bit of it because we are pure of heart. But once we get taught the ways of the world and they throw that bucket of bleach over top of it, it washes it all away. Most people don't keep it. But not everybody's meant to keep it. The ones who are meant to keep it, like yourself, Aaron, uh, are, are meant to have it. But we don't always figure that out because we're always wondering, oh, why am I seeing Holy Spirit all the time? This is kind of cool. And then they just do that. They don't use it for what it's meant to, which is helping each other. But, uh, but yeah, he, he comes through here to, to witness that, to see if he can bring something back to them. I see him once a month. He's not no it's not a big mystery. <laughs> He's just a guy <laughs> right. from another dimension coming through here. He's not human, that's for sure. Uh but uh but he comes through to ch- to check us out to see if he can get some information to bring it back to his people so they can do it. They just can't. They're just not meant to. That's all.
0: <laughs> oh. All right. Well. Uh. I see a
1: lot I see a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, I saw some beings about uh, nine months ago standing in front of me in my, in my bedroom, and uh, the only thing that I could equate them to what, what I saw them is uh, what we what we saw in, in uh, Star Wars. There were seven of them standing in front of me. They looked like a Wookiee. They looked like Chewbacca. They were and they were all talking amongst each other. And I asked them if they wanted to cross over. They said, "No, we're fine." They didn't want to go, so I mm-hmm. just moved on to the next ones.
0: Well, we are. Over the hour, Mark, and I heard <laughs> my wife come home. Uh, Are you in trouble? <laughs> no, no. Uh, usually when she comes home, you know, we we eat dinner and we watch uh, the DVD collection of that film <clears> show. <throat> and, uh, Can I talk about
1: look, one more important thing? Yeah, yeah. The most important thing, uh, the reason why I see so much, the reason why I have the connection, I do everything that is about me that I keep saying that no one else has. When you wake up out of your body, you're going to stand up, you're going to look down, you see your body go, well, like I guess I don't need that anymore. You take a step to the left, you look to the right, and you're going to see a light that turns on. That's your personal light. Everyone gets one, and you're either going to walk in or you're not. It's that simple. Right. And if, even if you don't walk in, you can walk in at any time. But the reason you can walk in is because once you make that choice, that light is going to go out. But there's always one other light that shines all the time. All the time. It's what we call the light into heaven. It shines all the time. It is an actual soul that is here. It stays here to be the light into heaven. This was an archangel that that volunteered to do that for this planet. For as long as this, this time is here for this planet, it has remained here. Like I said, when you leave, you go home. And then if you have to come into another body, you just do. This soul does not. When that body expires, another one is automatically born, and then it goes into that one. It doesn't go home. It's been here since the beginning of time. So when anybody says, oh, I'm an old soul, we're all old souls. Everybody's an old soul because you've been here so many right. freaking times. You just We haven't figured that out. But this soul is the oldest soul. Because it has to be here to be that light to shine all the time in in, order—and it's a physical—in a physical body to be in this physical world so that all spirit can see it. But not only see it, they can hear it. When when regular people are walking around talking, there's 7.5 billion of us. There's so many talking at one time that it becomes like static after a while, like when we were kids watching TV and that snow on TV. It's like that. And spirit— They can tune that out if they want to. They don't have to listen to it. But they have to be able to hear this one soul that it is in this body when it's talking uh, in order to hear it, in order to see that light, in order to go where it needs to go. It's me.
0: So You're not going to hear anybody
1: else tell you that. Because yeah. you know why? Because it ain't them. It's just not. It only needs to be one. It's only one light. So has it ever been.
0: So, one thing I did want to ask you uh, before I end the show, there are a lot of people out there who struggle with whether it be trying to, you know, learn their ability, whether mm-hmm. it be trying to pursue things in the paranormal field f- uh, for the pure purpose of trying to validate it, right? Um, and people just in general who come across a lot of pushback and a lot of negativity, what the one thing you would tell them <clears throat> when it come to doing anything that may or may not be paranormal related when they're trying to make any kind of pursuit in that area
1: go out and find your people that's what i did i i didn't know what was, i i've seen spirit my entire life i was always told i'm sensitive but I was started I seen so much throughout my life. It was right before I was turning fifty when I started my wife went away on vacation for two weeks and I saw everything you can ever imagine that was in a scary movie happening in my house for two weeks and I knew I was seeing so much more. There had to be something to it. And I right. just wanted to find out what 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 was going on. I could have just walked away and said, Oh, I'm scared and oh my God, leave me alone but I didn't. I, I had to find out what was going on, and I knew there was somebody else out there going through it or had seen something or maybe seen something similar to what I was seeing. So I said, you know what? I, I just started looking. I went online. I, I We ended up having a paranormal crum, group come to my house and check out my house, but uh, <laughs> they got so scared at the end of their investigation at my house that uh, I quit. they were supposed to come back two weeks later. They never did. They got so scared when they got on my front lawn to leave. They quit. I I got to hold of them like six weeks later, and the guy said, "I can't get the group back together. They're too scared to come in your house." He said, "What we usually find in ten or fifteen houses, we found in just yours." He said, so "It was just too much for them." But, but so, but I was still determined. I said, "You know what? I got to find out what's going on." That's the basis of my book. The basis it's a, it's a good story, and then at the end of my book, it's got this uh, chapter twelve called the basics, and these are. 25 ch- channeled messages that archangels gave to me for, that came from God to, to try to help us to be better people and help us to help other people to become bet- the better versions of ourselves. But right. the, the premise of the book was if you're having these things go on in your life and you can't figure them out, and that's with anything in your life, if you can't figure it out, there's 7.5 billion of us. There's someone else out there that has either gone through it or is going through it go out and find your people. I ended up going to a uh, to a, a metaphysical fair and and met people through that and then went to another one and then another one. It was a couple of them that I finally found some people who were willing to to help me. I ended up meeting a woman who had an intuition group And she invited me to go there. And then once I went there and and she started figuring out what was going on with me, she invited me to another group she was forming with all these mediums. I went in there. I was the only guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing. But they helped me develop everything I do do now. Just even to the point now that every single one of those people now come to me for answers because they know who I talk to. But I went and I did that because I knew there was something more to it. I knew I had to figure this out. So I had to go out and find my people. Because again, the people who don't understand us, what people don't understand they are afraid of. And you're always gonna right. find you come across these people who are gonna tell you, Oh, you're a witch and all this up, or go play with your Ouija boards or something You know what who those people are? Who cares who those people are? Don't mess with those people. They're not going to help you. Go out and find the people who are going to help you and get this figured out for yourself. You're not alone. Right. But if you can't find anyone else, come talk to me. My my email address is d m j sixty six at hotmail dot com. If you're having these types of things, I will know if you have it. I get told, and I will know it like I know with you. Um, like yeah, I I will know that you have this, and then we can talk about it. And I will help you figure this out. I will help you get to a, a further point of you trying to figure it out. If if that's all I can do for you, but if I can help you as much as I can. I will,
0: and not I'm
1: not going to charge him for it.
0: And don't forget, he does have a Facebook page, like Liz. He has a yep. He has a website. He has a YouTube channel. Uh, you can find all the links for these in the description down below. So if you want to talk to him, if you want to see, you know, more of his content and, and get a better understanding of who he is. Check out the link down below. Yeah, check me out on on
1: on YouTube. If you, I I have videos that I teach about all this stuff. You can find it uh, at uh, Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, uh, or you can go to the website too. It's uh, wwwbeyond beyond the veil veil dot com. But all my videos are all about trying to teach people about this stuff so that they can know the difference between what is real and what is not real. But uh, if you go on YouTube, just like subscribe and. Uh, and hit that Absolutely. notification bell, and uh, and uh, but the, if you go on the Facebook page, it's it's called um, uh, Spirit Medium Daniel Group. Uh, but mm-hmm. I will have to tell you, <laughs> I don't take uh, shit from people. Uh, so even like when I do my show and my group, you can join the group, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get in because the first thing I do when I do even when I do a reading is I ask, does this person have good intentions? And if I get touched, no on my face. Right, gone, yeah. So, so, but everybody in there, I encourage people to go onto the Spirit Medium Daniel group because I'm in there, and when they ask me questions, I will answer for them for the cost of what? Just asking. That's all. And if I don't answer, there's other people in the group, or there's a couple of other mediums in there who will help you. But they come to my group because they come to me. Because uh, I'm the shizzle dizzle. So, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, if you come on the group, I will help you. I have no qualms about helping anybody because I want you to to not have to develop horrible habits or get a bunch of wrong information that the, that these right. other quacks are out there doing. I, I want you to get the correct information. So, have at it? Yeah, just go on Facebook and Spirit Medium Daniel Group and and join.
0: All right. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I would like to get you back on
1: anytime you want me back <laughs> on here. You just let me know, man. Send me a don't <laughs> get, don't forget to send me a freaking friend request too.
0: <laughs> oh, y- yeah, on Facebook, just
1: send me a friend request.
0: I've been trying to I've been trying to do that, do that for several people, <laughs> uh, but the holidays have kind of gotten in the way for the last week and a half.
1: Because uh, um, turkey is more important.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually. And I don't celebrate Christmas the traditional way. And funny thing is, uh, my wife, who is part, uh, part Native American, uh, our Christmas dinner does not involve ham or turkey. It thinking? is Indian tacos and fried bread. Oh, I, I, I will oh I'm I coming
1: there for dinner, problem. man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I live in southern Arizona. I live uh, 12 miles north of the Mexican border. I go to Mexico all the time. It ain't yeah, like it right. is on TV over here. I see – last time I was there, I saw four people. Uh, but uh, but uh, you would think – live in New Mexico. Uh, and they, I see things for fry bread and Sonoran hot dogs and all that stuff. I go mm. get tacos at Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. they the rule. Yeah, There's something about Taco Bell I just can't quite shake.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the hot sauce. <laughs> it's the fire um, sauce with the little sayings yeah. on it, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to put you in the back room to so hang out there real quick, and then I will be able to tell you uh, what happened after this. And
1: my wife does the same thing; she puts me in the back room all the time. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, again, thanks for coming on, and I will Appreciate talk it. to you in just a moment. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for Spectre Radio tonight. And uh, like I just said. Go down to the description below and check out his Facebook, his YouTube, his website. And also, the link for his book is in that description as well. You can find it on Amazon The New Beginning My Awakening as a Spiritual Medium. And I will definitely keep you all updated as to when I would get him back on the show again. Uh, And, you know, as I always say at the end of every show, be smart be safe and treat people kindly because you never know your one act of kindness might be the one thing that changes somebody's life and of course as always stay spooky <laughs>